Hey there, welcome to our AP Legal Zone podcast brought to you by AP Lawyers. We are your top fix for all weekly law updates, including family, immigration, wills, and estates law. Just a friendly reminder we are not your lawyers, and everything contained in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to be construed as legal advice. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay connected with any updates and get notified about our new episodes. Hi everyone, my name is Shireen and I'm joined with Angela and Tabinda and today we're going to briefly touch upon RSP um, income and how that's, you know, determined and factored factored in, in from a family law perspective. So Angela, from a family law perspective, from specifically, I guess, support, how is RSP income treated? Well, it is income. That's the that's the starting point. So don't um, it will show up on your on your notice of assessment. Um, how it will be treated as every most things family law is case by case. So if it's um, depending on what you're you're dealing with and kind of the dynamics of your of your family's finances. So it is first off the starting point is it is treated as what it is income. And um, whether or not it's income that should be used for calculating child and or spousal support is, is something that would depend on the circumstances of your family. Okay. Um, are there any exceptions to, you know, treating it as income for support purposes? I'll let Tabinda take that one. There so, are. <laughs> there are always exceptions to every rule. <laughs> I have uh, number one, a life lesson. So um, Shireen, as it relates to child support, there isn't really any contributions um, or RSP contributions be if you're thinking that that should be deducted from income before deciding child support. That's not correct. It's like Angela said, it's income. Um, but if the withdrawals be included as uh, income for child support and or spousal support, that's a gray area uh, that we're uh, that we're dealing with. But really, uh, generally speaking, on a very high uh, and looking at a big picture, um, it, it's it's income and for child support, there isn't any exception. Yeah. I would say, yeah, if you're looking at, if it's a one-off situation, right, if it's just, say, the cause of, you know, you got separated and you you just you drew on your RSPs to maybe pay legal fees, pay rent somewhere, that you might be able to sort of get away with that. But if you're if you're in the habit of, of um, drawing from your RSPs, maybe a little amount of money consistently over time, then it will most certainly be included as income for child support. Now, um, you want to be, and I've heard this argument where a person would say, well, I just, I have to draw from my RSPs to be able to meet my day-to-day expenses or, and things like that. And that's fair and valid, but it's just that when we're looking at child support, it's usually based on all of the income sources that are available to you. Now, spousal support, you start to enter into areas of, you know, entitlement and uh, the, the, the extent of entitlement and the extent of, um, I should say the ex- extent of entitlement to post-separation um, increases in income and how that could be a factor is that something 
should you even be entitled to that? Or or you can even argue that, well, it might have been some, it could be something that might have been included in the process of equalization or maybe equalized. So it's not very clear whether it should be um, spousal support. Now, there is an argument, obviously, if it's something, if someone has you know, huge RSPs if they're retired, for example, and it's the pattern of drawing from the RSPs and it's formed part of the party's, um, part of that person's income on a consistent basis, then, I mean, it probably should be included for spousal support as well. But I think what I'm trying to say here is for spousal support, it may or may not be um, for child support, except it's just a very clear one-off situation, it most likely will be included as income for, for child support. I think that clarifies the issue. So um, I hope everybody is a little more informed on RSP and how it's treated, um, RSP income and how that's treated in a family law perspective. So thank you so much and bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and joining us in the AP Legal Zone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find more episodes by searching AP Legal Zone on anywhere you watch podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast today so you can stay connected with any updates and get notified about any new episodes. Mm -hmm.